Hey regulars, Charlie here. We all spend a lot of time thinking about what we eat, but what about what we drink? Well, our friends at Congan Water have an answer for you. When you call 800-494-8685 or visit Conwater, that's K-A-N-Water.com, you can learn more about the Congan Water machine and to check out their specials on air purifiers. Congan Water has been around for 50 years and has expanded into nine countries, which shows that they really do have the staying power to outlast all their competition. The Congan Water machine is the only real ionizer on the market. The rest, unfortunately, are nothing more than a mass produced water filter. While Kangen water is great for hydration, you can use it for all sorts of other health benefits, whether that be reducing acid reflux, migraine headaches, joint aches and pains, low energy, gout, and even muscle pain. Its antioxidants neutralize free radicals in your body and keep your immune system strong, while its alkaline properties balance the pH level of your body and keeps you healthy. If you drink a lot of energy drinks and have a very acidic diet, Kangen water is a must. You can even use the water for weight loss. There are weight loss plans that rely on Kangen's alkaline water exclusively, but even without a plan, the water will help help you lose weight. So if you're interested in improving your health and boosting your hydration, call 800-494-8685 or visit conwater.com. That's K-A-N-Water.com to learn all about the Kangen Water Machine and to check out their specials on air purifiers. Again, these deals will not last, so be sure to call and let them know that the regular Joe Show team sent you. This is a Radio PA News Update. A sheriff's deputy from Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, facing child pornography charges across the state line in New Jersey. The Cape May County Prosecutor's Office said the investigation of 57-year-old James Christopher Buckley stemmed from a National Center for Missing and Exploited Children tip. It revealed that in 2020, Buckley allegedly possessed and distributed various images of child sexual abuse material via his iCloud account at his vacation residence in Wildwood, New Jersey. Should Should eviction records remain sealed? Some state lawmakers think so. John Schaefer explains. The House and Senate state Democratic policy committees have held a joint hearing on whether eviction records should remain sealed. Lawmakers in both chambers want procedures put in place that would limit access to the records. The idea would be to require courts to seal eviction case files unless a renter loses the case in court. At that point, the records would be unsealed. The Democrats say open records negatively affect credit scores and decrease housing opportunities. A gun shop owner in Westmoreland County is heading to court after being charged with stealing thousands of dollars from customers. The owner of high-grade shooter's supply in Youngwood, Tracy McMahon, faces federal theft charges and is accused of stealing more than $150,000 from at least 28 customers. State troopers say McMahon would take inexpensive guns on consignment and then ship them to buyers across the country. She would then claim the guns were were lost in shipping or had been damaged. Warwick police are investigating after a group of parents began fighting at Revolution Ice Gardens Sunday. A video taken from inside the facility shows a handful of parents in a brawl and a man placing a woman in a headlock. Warwick police chief Mark Goldberg says investigators are trying to identify the people and that they will be facing charges. I'm Ryan Daniels and you're up to date with Radio PA. on but you shouldn't be put junk sleep to bed during mattress firm's dream sember sale save up to 60 percent with sealy queen mattresses starting at 279.99 only at mattress firm let's be real mopping is a hassle you have to fill the bucket pushing a wet heavy mop around 
Then cleaning them off when you're done so it doesn't grow bacteria. A hassle on top of a hassle. Try Swiffer WetJet. With Swiffer WetJet, you start with a fresh pad and cleaning solution every time. And when you're done, you just toss the pad. Swiffer WetJet. The faster, easier, cleaner way to clean your floors. Ryan Daniels. Baltimore City is settling a major lawsuit with Polymer 80, one of the largest manufacturers of parts to make ghost guns, which have no serial numbers and are nearly impossible to track. Reaction from local residents in Baltimore? I think that is a step in the right direction. I think it's fantastic. Under the settlement, Baltimore will receive $1.2 million in damages, and Polymer 80 is permanently banned from advertising in Maryland or selling ghost guns to state residents. The company must also ban its dealers in nearby states from selling ghost guns to Maryland residents, cease all customer support in Maryland, and provide quarterly reports to the city detailing sales in neighboring states. An Anne Arundel County police officer struck and dragged around 10 feet by a stolen car. The incident yesterday about noon at a gas station on West Street. An Anne Arundel County police had run the plates on a vehicle that had come back stolen. When an officer approached the car, the driver reversed into him, dragging him across the parking lot. The suspect struck another vehicle, then fled the scene. The officer suffered non-life-threatening injuries in the ordeal. Those who have lost loved ones to drunk drivers are calling on Annapolis lawmakers to close a loophole in the state's DUI ignition interlock law. Noah's law is named for Montgomery County Police Officer Noah Leota, who was killed by a drunk driver in 2015. Noah's father, Richard, has this to say. The amount of people that are out there driving impaired that are not being caught is creating a nightmarish problem where they're playing Russian roulette with everybody on the road. Noah's law requires someone convicted of alcohol-related driving offenses to have an ignition interlock installed in their vehicle, but it is not required if the offender receives probation before judgment. I'm Ryan Daniels with the Maryland News Network. Nothing fights the winter blues like a delicious and satisfying meal. Luckily, Omaha Steaks makes it easy to start the year right and keep that warm and cozy feeling going all winter long. Right now is the perfect time to stock up and fill your freezer with flavor. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code TREAT at checkout and get $30 off your order. Save on perfectly portioned favorites, easy meals, and so much more with Omaha Steaks Freezer filler sale. That's $30 off an endless variety of gourmet choices from incredible steaks, premium chicken, delicious pork to seafood. There's something for everyone and every bite is backed by their 100% money back guarantee. Visit omahasteaks.com today. Enter TREAT at checkout to get $30 off your order. Order with complete confidence today knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com use promo code TREAT at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Fighting for truth, justice, and the American way. Without the cape, we're the superpowers. Not even a sidekick. Heck, we don't even have fancy gadgets. This is just Joe and his trusty microphone. Made in the USA. This is the regular Joe Show. Hello and welcome to one and to all. Joe Giganti, your regular Joe here with you on our number one on this Freedom Friday. That's right. 
We have done it, ladies and gentlemen. We have made it through another week. We head headstrong into the weekend. Time to recharge the batteries, do a little bit of volunteer work on campaigns or whatever it might be, but each and every day taking our steps to save liberty and freedom, to preserve it for our posterity. Of course, this is a Freedom Friday. We celebrate freedom in a special way. We'll be taking nominations today. Uh, We had a suggestion from a listener. Start doing a Patriot Award. I'm all for it. So submit your suggestions for Patriot of the Week to the text line, 888-737-1737. Also, wide open on the text lines, you can bid to be my partner in Bags for Bravery. The final bid yesterday stands at $999. You got to top it if you want to be my partner. We'll give all the details a little bit later, but you can check out regjoshow.com for those details as well. Plenty going on today. Of course, we kick things off as we always do with our very own game show, the Headline Roundup. Last week, we had a special celebrity guesser. We are following up again this week with another celebrity guesser. I'll reveal who that is in mere moments, but first, it is seven minutes after the hour, which means right now, in Brandon Falls, Delaware, it is 9.07 a.m. In Kiev, it is 4.07 p.m., where they're still begging for all of our money. And in Taiwan, 10.07 p.m., that is your new and improved Biden crime family time check, TM. The regular Joe Show brought to you as it always is at the top of each and every broadcast hour as our public service, as my obligation to broadcast in the public interest and convenience. And by the way, side note, completely useless piece of trivia knowledge. When I attended college in the broadcast major, when we had to memorize what the licensing was, if you misspelled the word convenience on your answer on your test, you failed the entire test. No matter what you did, on everything else in the test, the professor would fail you if you misspelled convenience. And for you youngins, we did not have spell check back then. We were handwriting things. So, of course, now I can spell convenience very well. Uh, see, it's all that important. But we do it to make sure you know the depth and breadth of scum and villainy that is the Biden crime family. 256 days to try to right that ship, kick him out of the White House, take back our house. Restore freedom and liberty, preserve it. And as you know, that guy says, what's his name again? Oh, yes, President Trump. Make America great again. Well, hello, welcome. Hour number one. We don't do calls while we're doing the headline roundup, but you can still text in your bid to be my partner at Bags for Bravery. The high bid as we finished yesterday's show, $999. I did find out uh, yesterday that last, I, I couldn't remember the high bid from last year. So we we made a request. They came back and told us it was $1,200. So we're at $999. And my goal now is not only just to break 1000 but to get to at least $1,201, just so we can do better than last year. And as I continue to tell you, it's not a competition, as there are other hosts doing it, including the morning show that precedes us on our flagship station in Green Bay, but it it is a competition. So I'll be looking to find out what their high bid was, just to make sure we, of course, get the highest bid around. Because, well, I mean, life is a competition. And speaking of competitions, each and every week, we have a very special one called the Headline Roundup. This is where Mrs. Regular Joe, executive producer of the Headline Roundup, scours the interwebs for headlines. Once those are supplied to me, I give them to our guesser, our official guesser, 
They get nothing but the headline, and they have to decide, is it real or is it fake news? That may sound simple, but in this day and age of gaslighting as an art form from the left-wing mainstream <coughs> legacy media, it's not as easy as you may think. Now, of course, the GOAT is producer Steve, who continues to reign with the almost impossible 11-0 perfect game. I think he had one that was 12-0, too, if I recall. Uh, he's done it twice. Nobody has been able to repeat it at that level, but there have been those that have tried. Last week, we had Alex Rusewitz on, who was a potential candidate for the 8th Congressional District in the state of Wisconsin for the exiting Mike Gallagher, who is looking forward to a high-paying job in the defense industry. So this week, we thought it only right that while we continue on the theme of talking to conservative candidates that are potentially running for the 8th Congressional District, that we have another name that is being bandied about quite a bit, that is, was actually answered the question, are you going to run, thus far being a little bit of elusive, saying it's something they're considering, something that's on the forefront of their mind, maybe the back of their mind. We don't even know which part of the mind, but it's nonetheless on their mind. So we thought, well, why not have State Senator Andre Jacques come in and join us for today's headline roundup. Uh, first, by the way, not the first on the show, but your first time on the headline roundup welcome senator jacques how are you today good morning joe how's that for how's that for an intro you're gonna pull that a little closer to you, if you yeah I... uh, so so you know the rules headlines you have to give an answer after you lock in your answer i'll give a little more information to which you are welcome to groan if you realize you may have guessed wrong but then the final word comes from none other than the 45th president of the united states donald j trump who will tell you if you are right or if you if you're wrong it's fake news so how are you today, though? I'm doing fantastic, Joe. It's always great to be back on the show. And, you know, I, I love this segment. I've been, I love I've been looking forward to this all week. Well, that's awesome. Uh, now, before, just a quick little business piece. I mean, quickly here. Now, uh, do you have anything you'd like to announce today? I know that people have been saying, hey, are you going to run for Congress? You've talked about it. You've been at a few public events that I've seen you at. And you said, you know, it's something you're considering. I mean, you know, bright and early on a Friday. Just curious. Anything on your mind? You want to just get off your chest? You know, I, I'm I'm grateful for the encouragement that I've received from yourself and many others that, you know, it was uh, less than a couple of weeks ago when my phone started blowing up on my drive up to the Door County Caucus. And uh, I, I think everything's moving in the direction of uh, making an announcement uh, relatively soon and, and uh, look forward to sharing that with your listeners. Uh, well, it's, all right. Uh, that seems elusive, but that's all right. We'll go. So are you, you're, you like, everyone likes music, right? Do you like music? I, I love music, Joe. How are you in classical music? Uh, <laughs> There's a pause. Already. Well, you know, no, I, no, I, I, I like uh, classical music. I, I listen to just about all genres. I think uh, I, I like something that you can sing karaoke to. Well, I don't know. That just, <laughs> I know that that, that, that explains the... why you have the M and M collection for the. It's for the karaoke. <laughs> All right. So now, and I know that you're an expert on climate change. So this is right up your alley. Vivaldi's Four Seasons reduced to two in light of climate change at recent concert. <laughs> I mean, nowadays. You know, when I'm you not look, allowed to say anything but the headline. I'll get chastised by the producer if I do. Yeah, uh, I mean, this is one going to be one of many where I, I hope that it's not true for the for the good of the republic, for for the good of our world. Um, 
I can. He doesn't. He's Chinese. It's a struggle nowadays. Oh, uh, I, uh, my my pause is only because we have seen any number of classic works of literature that have been reinterpreted yes. by the woke mob, so that they are taking aim at President Trump. That sure. they are they are taking direct aim at conservatives. But uh, uh, I am going to say false. You're going to go with fake news. All right. The conductor of the London Philharmonic Orchestra, Simon Williams, commented, quote, the current generation doesn't really understand the idea of four different seasons of weather. So in a bid to appeal to a modern audience, we've updated the concerti to be more representative of 300 years of environmental damage. Overall, the suite will be much more discordant and unpredictable. The part representing winter will be doubled in length in future woodwind solos to signify the yearly rising of floodwaters. A choir of scientists will sing the aria Tilo Abiamo Dito, which translates into We Told You So. You went with fake news. You know, we have an honorary category. It doesn't officially count as an answer. But I would actually vote not true yet. You went with fake news, and thank God. You're CNN. You're fake news. You have an agenda. So it was indeed fake news. But you seem to be worried with the scientists singing. Well, I, I think, you know, with the climate alarmists, you know, obviously uh, global cooling used to be the, the mantra, right? Yes, yes. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> we were going to have the, the, the new ice age. The, the, so, the, right, the nuclear so, winter. So there wouldn't be four seasons. It'd be one. We were all going to go into nuclear winter and, and you know, just... <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I do remember nuclear. Remember, they, we would have another ice age brought on by global thermal nuclear war. If you yes, that was one of yes, the yeah, back correct. Then. That was, and again, I was I grew up in D.C. where they used to to pre be prepared for the global thermal nuclear war. Yeah. We would leave our classrooms and walk to the gym, which was slightly lower, not even really underground, but just slightly lower than the rest of the school. And I remember thinking, what is this going to do? We're just all going to die together, not in our classrooms. But nonetheless, your next headline, as uh, we got to get one more in before the break and then uh, do this one quicker. KFC to offer Chiza in the U.S. for limited time. Could be pronounced Chiza or Chiza. I'm not sure which would be the right. KFC to offer, I will go with Chiza in the U.S. for limited time. I'm I'm not sure if I know what that is, Joe. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's part of the game. <laughs> um, uh, you know, with all the uh, the limited menu options, uh, the short, for for promotion, short promotional periods. Uh, given that I don't know what it is, I can't. Uh, foreclose the possibility. When that... you're a little Caesars guy, this is KFC. So I mean, it's not you know you're. Your cup of tea, necessarily. If, if you were talking about anything with cheese, I mean, you know. Well, it's Chiza, C-H-I-Z-Z-A. -Z -Z yeah, yeah, but, uh, you know, the, the, being from the dairy state, I'm very partial. Yes, to I... <laughs> um, I'm going to say, uh, I'll say that that's true. You're going to do it true. For the first time in the U.S., KFC is poised to roll out a combination of fried chicken and pizza dish appropriately dubbed Chiza. Instead of the dough crust like traditional pizza, the chiza features a base layer of fried chicken topped with sauce, cheese, and pepperoni. 
quote, it's not pizza, pizza it's cheese or chiza, whatever they call it. <laughs> Two 100% white meat, extra crispy fried chicken fillets topped with zesty marinara sauce, melty mozzarella cheese, and crispy pepperoni, according to a... Isn't that chicken parmesan? I mean, basically... <laughs> I mean, the, the, at least according to the press release, they said, you went with true. The fact is. That's a true story, right? Andre. Sorry. That's a, such a true story. I love the overdub. <laughs> so your headline as we head into the break. You have to answer on the other side of the break. Is, uh, oh, man. Sorry. Here's the one to play along with at home. What do you think? And for Andre to answer when we get back, is cockroach milk the sustainable superfood of the, uh, of the future? The Regular Joe Show. Well, hello and welcome. Joe Giganti, your regular Joe here with you on this Freedom Friday. Apologies, a little technical uh, situation at the end of last segment. But all that's been worked out, and now we we move forward with the headline roundup. The headline for our special guest guesser today, State Senator Andre Jacques uh, of the great state of Wisconsin, a name being bandied about as a potential conservative to run in the 8th Congressional District to replace the outgoing Mike Gallagher, who decided not to run again uh, after taking several questionable votes in his career on the wall, border funding, and most recently voting not once but twice uh, to keep Alejandro Mayorkas in his role as Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, uh, ostensibly because he, Mike Gallagher, is defending the Constitution. Uh, no word on what that means yet, because he's not doing interviews. Uh, so the headline before the break for you, Andre, is, uh, and by the way, just for the sake of it, uh, for those unfamiliar, you can learn more. I mean, uh, check out, just go to, go to your search engine, DuckDuckGo, whatever it might be, State Senator Andre Jacques, J-A-C-Q-U-E. There's no campaign website for Congress because there's been no declaration. So, but I know you do have like a, there's an assembly or a, a Senate website. And I think you may have, do you have a, still have a, a you know, from State Senate, that campaign website? Yes. Okay, yeah, that's so still up. Yeah. What, is it, what is the address of that website? Oh, that'd just be jacquesforsenate.com. Ah, okay. Well, then check it out, jacquesforsenate.com to learn more about him. I am happy to tell you, I've known Andre for, what, 17, 18 years now? Uh, and his his conservative credentials are unassailable. He has consistently been one of the strongest conservatives in the state legislature here in Wisconsin. A clear, loud voice defending the innocent unborn, but an all-issues conservative. He has always been a leader, so uh, I imagine that's why you've been getting quite the, the amount of interest that you've been getting when the news came of Gallagher. But on the other front of news, is cockroach milk the sustainable superfood of the future? I want to see how many more times I can get you to say cockroach milk. Oh, it's just so that, gross. Oh, you oh. know, knowing Mrs. Regular Joe for many years, and she always brings her A-game with this, uh, she's going to stump me on one of these. So I hope it's not this one. Uh, you know, cockroach milk is kind of uh, right up there with Soylent Green in terms of... <laughs> have you ever had cockroach milk? Uh, I have not. Have I, you ever milked a cockroach? Uh, <laughs> 
How do you milk a cockroach? You step I, on them? I don't know. I mean, that's I'm curious. What I, the way that the that that the headline is stated makes me think that uh, that it's actually true. You're going with true on this. Cockroach milk, rich in nutrients and sustainable. I'm sorry, and sustainable challenges cultural norms. Its potential as a superfood faces hurdles of consumer acceptance and regulatory approval. Its future depends on navigating certain obstacles. There's more on exactly what is cockroach milk, and is this the real superfood of the future? State Senator Andre Shock says it's true. We'll find out right after this. The Regular Joe Show. Welcome, Joe Gigante, your regular Joe with you on this Freedom Friday. Good to be with you as always. Joining me in studio today for our special edition of the Headline Roundup is none other than State Senator Andre Jacques of the great state of Wisconsin, a potential candidate for the 8th Congressional Contest. Uh, currently, there is a declared candidate in former Lieutenant Governor, uh, Failed Lieutenant Governor candidate uh, Roger Roth. He was on the Michaels Roth ticket that that didn't win uh, this last time. Previously ran for Congress in 2010, lost in that primary to Reed Ribble. He's the declared candidate at this time. Uh, he's been invited to the show, just to be clear, so there's no misunderstanding there. Uh, he has been invited, but he apparently has a very very busy schedule. Uh, but but people that have joined us, uh, Alex. Brucewitz was with us last Friday on the headline roundup as a guest guesser. Uh, he, of course, uh, a native of Wisconsin that is working closely with President Donald Trump right now and many MAGA candidates around the country that are running, uh, considering a return to Wisconsin to fill the seat, as is State Senator Andre Jacques, uh, who has been in, well, been living in the Northeast Wisconsin area since like. Junior high or high school? I mean, you're from Wisconsin, yeah. uh, but you guys uh, moved up to this area. It wasn't high high school, right? Yeah. So uh, actually, uh, it was still as the end of fourth grade. Okay. And, well, uh, even earlier. So. I was, was born in Beaver <clears throat> Dam and uh, moved to Green Bay uh, when I was about ten, and ever since then. So ever since I've been yeah. here, uh, I met you actually like within. I think a few weeks of living here. Well, no, it was a few months, I guess, because it was closer to Christmas. I got here a little, a little earlier than that. At the time you were uh, working in the mayor's office, there's the big controversy over oh, there was a nativity scene at Christmas time on public display. Oh my goodness! Uh, anyway, and uh, would you remind any, me? Any, any that, yeah, any time that I can encourage people to disregard the Freedom from Religion Foundation, yes, uh, that's that's going to be my advice. It, you know, it's amazing. people take so much. They take them so seriously. They get so worried when they speak up, and I'm like. They're the equivalent of a little gnat flying around. Like, who cares? Oh, oh, the freedom from religion. So what? I mean, somebody flatulated. It's about the same level of opinion in my point. I just, I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, but no, we met, and you reminded me actually that uh, that we had been on a phone with that day we met. 
Uh, Your reputation preceded you. Yeah, when I worked on Alan Keyes' presidential campaign in 2000, you had been a volunteer in the state of Wisconsin on that. So you were on some of the conference calls we had done at the time. So kind of stretching back quite a while, you've served in the state state assembly and then moved up to the state senate. Now, uh, one thing, well, if we can quickly, because we've got a headline to get back to about milking cockroaches, uh, but I know one thing that I've heard a few people say, well, is this just another, you know, another politician if he does run she's just another politician you know notching the belt went from the state assembly to the state senate now he just wants the the bigger title is that is would that be a motivator to you that you just you want to you know you have a bunch of young children i'm sure you can't wait to escape the state to be in washington among all the hot air there uh what what would you respond to that that concern you know uh, a lot of things that i've done in politics joe would uh uh, let's just say I haven't taken the easy route. So uh, <laughs> I can attest to that. I, yes, I, I have. I have not made things easy on myself in terms of uh, standing up to the establishment. Obviously, we have fought many battles together on behalf of the conservative movement. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, to the extent that uh, I've been looking at a run, I think that it's very important that we have somebody who is going <clears throat> to represent the grassroots and, uh, the principles and, and values that we hold uh, so that they're not for sale to the highest bidder. I think you when know. you and I just want to say you come from the grassroots. I mean, again, I watch a lot of politicians, people in elected office. And, and even at these events, you know, I mean, you go to a lot of the I go to a lot of the caucuses, Lincoln and Reagan and Trump Day, dinner, you know, all these things. And one thing I will say is, is not only are you easily recognized in this because you're out and about, you don't you don't hide in an office somewhere. As a matter of fact, I, I don't think I've ever in all the years I've known you. I don't think I've ever been to one of your political, you know, your physical political offices. I always see you out in public somewhere, which is different. You know, it's this idea that you actually, but not just out there. Oh, I want to be seen. Everyone knows you because you interact with these people on a regular basis. And I think that's an important key to the idea that our elected officials, our, our elected employees, are servants of the people. Well, you know, and that's the first thing that I always say whenever I'm out is hold us accountable hold us to our promises because you know i was i was uh well my my email used to be wisconsin rhino hunter at hotmail.com um oh at hotmail Hotmail. wow yeah that's that's how that's how far back i go i i was actually the campaign manager for uh three successful challenges uh in replacing liberal incumbents in the wisconsin state legislature and uh, we're talking uh, people who continued to run under and this the Republican is early, banner. Early 2000s, right? This is early 2000s. So I mean, this is at a time where that was not quite as as easy or given. Yeah. Well, one of them was one of them was Glenn Grothman. But there were we're, we're talking about individuals who uh, were openly pro-abortion, who had proposed a variety of tax increases, including as members of the finance committee, uh, people who had, uh, you know, really been hostile to our Second Amendment rights, uh, one of whom had actually proposed uh, that every firearm sold in the state of Wisconsin would have to have fingerprint smart gun, uh, you know, uh, fingerprint oh sensing gosh. technology. And you helped take those guys out. I, I, I took them out, and, and I got a little bit of a reputation that is followed me ever since but uh you know and, and i would say that's a i would say that's a good good rep to have and you know nothing nothing against uh roger roth who i i served with but roger will will tell you or or any number of folks that he's been running for the eighth district since he was born and i understand there's a there's a pedigree there there's a family name but the the reality is that 
this was the, the furthest thing from my mind when my phone started blowing up uh, driving up to Door County. A couple of I, I mean, again, I, I think it's fair to say, and I, only because I've known you and I know the conversations when it came to running for different offices, it was never your first choice. You viewed it as some, an obligation you had to fulfill because there is a need for a conservative in that role. Well, and, and that's just it. It's, it's not enough just to fill conservative seats with Republican office holders. Uh, who's in those roles matter. And you don't have to be in leadership to show leadership, um, but you need to have people who are willing to uh, put people's feet to the fire and make sure that we, we get the results that you know, have been promised for a long time. Well, here, just for the, before we get back to the headlines, a couple of text messages. One uh, uh, wrote in, cannot wait for Andre the Giant, uh, Jacques, to announce just say no to the globalist cockroach milk, <laughs> which is our headline we'll get back to. And then uh, Dawn wrote in and said, we support Andre Jacques. Please announce soon. So, so you, even as you're sitting here with us today, you're getting that support. Now, back to the headline roundup. we got to get to these headlines. Is cockroach milk the sustainable superfood? of the future now you're tuna and you said true now everyone keeps saying what is it well the concept according to the article i have in front of me the concept of consuming cockroach milk originally uh, originated rather from a study published in 2016 which review revealed a particular species of cockroach the pacific beetle cockroach produces a unique substance to feed its offspring <sighs> this substance Colloquial refer, colloquially referred to as cockroach milk is not actually milk in the traditional sense, but rather a nutrient-rich fluid secreted by the brood sac of female cockroaches to nourish their developing embryos. Everyone hungry now? Let's have some breakfast. Anyway, despite its initial revulsion factor, cockroach milk contains a surprisingly high concentration of nutrients, including protein, fats, and sugars. In fact, gram for gram, it boasts three times more energy than the equivalent mass of buffalo milk. Charlie's ready to sign up. You said, true story. Now, you were worried Mrs. Regular Joe would throw in a ringer, but this isn't the one. That's a true story, right? Andre. That's a, such a true story. I would rather, I'm sorry. I'll starve. And I was wrong. I thought you actually milked them by stepping on them. Apparently, they just secreted um, The Los Angeles Police Department hires one of L.A.'s most infamous prostitutes. That's the whole headline. <laughs> the dead stare. I love <laughs> I mean, L.A. police have such a high reputation. Los Angeles police have hired one of the most infamous. L.A.'s most infamous prostitutes. You know, um, given that I was at NYPD is hiring dancers to soothe people and and uh, no, i mean you know it. trees calm calm uh, apparently urban scent settings and all of that fun i'm gonna say this is uh this is true you're going with true all right so uh los angeles news is just is reporting the la police department has just put one of the most well-known working girls in la county on their payroll, the woman identified as Brina Vineyard, 29, is noted for not only being stunningly beautiful and holding the world record for having the most STIs, but for being able to easily infiltrate extortion rings, counterfeit organizations, and even drug cartels. Ms. Vineyard informed police authorities that she has a customer book 
or as they refer to it, a black book, with more than 12,800 names of high-profile men who are successful businessmen, well-known politicians, attorneys, law enforcement officers, actors, and other popular singers that they are hoping that they can utilize to bring justice. You know, I actually, when you first had this statement, uh, I, I thought you were talking about either Governor Newsom or a member of the California legislature. As the prostitutes. As, as, well, they're, they're the highest profile prostitutes <laughs> in California, true. right? This I mean, true. whatever. <laughs> well, unfortunately, no, maybe, maybe Brina Vineyard is Gavin Newsom's nom de plume. Maybe we didn't. Maybe there's more to know about him than we ever knew before. Maybe this is why he says he's not running. All right, you went with true. The fact of the matter is, in this case, she got you. All I can say is it's totally fake news. Just fake. It's fake. It's uh, made up stuff. We're just not true yet. All right, your next headline. <laughs> Another Democrat attempts to purchase a black man. Uh, this is going to be fake news, Joe. You're going but, fake but... news. <laughs> By the way, on the, on the cockroach milk, the text messages came in. Good morning, Joe. I was having breakfast here in Texas. OMG, now I'm not hungry. <laughs> she said, great, great conversation to get my diet started. <laughs> Sorry, Mary. All right, you're going with fake news. Another Democrat attempts to purchase a black man. A polarizing TV talk show sought to bring the Democrat Party back to its foundational roots this week when John Oliver attempted to purchase a black man. The last week, Tonight host had reportedly grown tired of the modern norm of letting African-Americans live as free citizens and make their own choices, seeking instead to restore the Democratic Party to its glory days by trying to buy a black man and keep him fully subjugated. Quote, this is what the Democratic Party was built on, Oliver said, when asked about it, his controversial offer. It's time for us to stop pretending to be in favor of freedom, tolerance, and open-mindedness. We are at our strongest when we force people who don't agree with us to do what we want them to do and say what we want them to say. It's about returning to what, our, what made our party great. That's why I'm at making an honest and legitimate offer to buy a black guy. Justice Clarence Thomas. Now, you said fake news. This is kind of an interesting one. This particular story. You are fake news. Now, the fact is, John Oliver did offer Justice Clarence Thomas a million dollars if he would step down and pay him a million dollars a year if he would step down. And, And yes, I mean, this has been part of the Democratic platform for years is that uh, rather than, you know, uh, appreciably try to make people's lives better, we will just offer them free stuff and, and perpetuation of... I'd go even further. I think that, and, and we got to hit the, we're going to do a little more after the break. We got to hit the break, but I mean, Fannie Willis said recently that money is fungible. I think she, it's kind of ironic, but anyway, uh, but I think the Democratic Party thinks human life is fungible. Whether it's blacks they want to own or babies they want to kill, it's all fungible to them. The Regular Joe Radio Show. Welcome back. Joe Giganti. You're good to Joe here. It seems right that I give you... The first freedom quote of the day in light of the last story of uh, John Oliver wanting to 
purchase Justice Clarence Thomas. This quote, I am a Republican, a black dyed-in-the-wool Republican, and I never intend to belong to any other party than the party of freedom. In progress, Frederick Douglass. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. With me in studio, finishing up the headline round of today, State Senator Andre Jacques. We're going to do some lightning round work here to see, because you currently sit at four and one. Only one wrong. I mean, for a first outing, man, I'm impressed. But here we go. Let's try to get through some of these quickly to see if we can edge up the number of total stories. Mike Pence returns $4 to donors. Total or <laughs> was Mike Pence returns. I, I thought he raised a little bit more than that. <laughs> Mike, just four fifty. Uh, Mike Pence returns four dollars to donors. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> uh, fake news. You're gonna go with the fake news. Two days after suspending his campaign for the Republican presidential nomination, former Vice President Mike Pence has returned all of his donations four dollars to his donors you said fake news honestly it's fake news it's fake all right couple hold wedding in kentucky gas station's disco bathroom ah <laughs> spring for the top line man <laughs> spoiler sure yeah absolutely you're gonna go with true yeah, and true an ohio couple held their wedding in an unusual venue a kentucky station's viral disco bathroom you said true that's a true story right Andre. Man, you're, you're in that's a, such a true story all right british gender here's one for you british gender studies researcher claims it's racist to want female only spaces <laughs> <laughs> you know, as soon as you say gender, what are the, yeah, it's good. It, there's, there's out, there's so many, yes. It's, it's gotta be true. It's gotta just be because, true. And sadly, it, yeah. That's a true story, right? <laughs> Andre. Seven and That's one. All right. One more before we hit the break here. Man busted for stealing ammo and bacon from East Freedom Walmart. <laughs> um... <laughs> Where, where's East Freedom? That's what I'm well, looking, looking to see if it gives a dateline. We'll go with True. You're going to go with True. A man was busted in East Freedom, Pennsylvania over the weekend for shoplifting more than $1,100 worth of items, including mo mainly ammo and bacon. It is. That's a true story, right? Andre. <laughs> That's a, such a true story. So, eight and one. Do you want to tempt fate one last one before we hit the break? Sure. Co worker who gave entire office COVID promoted for never taking a day off. <laughs> so he, he gave everyone in the office COVID, but he got a promotion for perfect attendance. <laughs> He's stumped. Got it. Guess one. Uh, I'll go with, I'll go with, uh, false. The regular Joe show. Fighting for truth, justice, and the American way. Without the cape, we're the superpowers. Not even a sidekick. Heck, we don't even have fancy gadgets. This is just Joe and his trusty microphone. Made in the USA. This is the regular Joe Show. Oh, so good. Welcome to one, welcome to all, Joe Giganti. Your regular Joe here with you on this Freedom Friday, hour number two. Much to get into today. What? If you take a look at what we posted on social media, 
you get an idea of the problems they're having with Google's Gemini AI. We simply ask for a picture of the regular Joe. Well, you can see the results. Apparently, AI takes colorblind to a whole new artwork, art form. We'll explain. Who is Adam Westbrook? Well, Adam Westbrook is, well, it's, it's, he's what I would guess refer to as the honesty. It's truth in advertising. That's what Adam Westbrook is. We'll get into that. The New York Times, under fire. But when you hear from whom and why, you might be a little bit surprised. Then again, maybe not. The unhinged left, Michael Moore's out there, joined by Letitia James, Claire McCaskill. I mean, they're just losing it. In the whole Smirnoff double indictment. That's right, they've, they've arrested him again. They're indicting him again because they mean business. They apparently were listening to Claire McCaskill. Shift for Brains is running for Senate. Wait, do you hear what one of his one of his election concepts is? Wonder why we need election integrity. And of course, the South Carolina primary. All mere moments away. But first, it is seven minutes after the hour, which means right now in Beijing, China, it's 11:07 p.m. In Zimbabwe, 5:07 p.m. On the Ivory Coast. 3.07 p.m. And right now in New York City, it is 10.07 a.m. That is your new and improved Biden Crime Family Time Check TM, the regular Joe Show, brought to you as it always is at the top of each and every broadcast hour to ensure that one can't possibly claim ignorance. In some ways say they were unaware, uninformed, nobody gave them the heads up of the depth and breadth of depravity, illegality, immorality, and just basically general ickiness that is the Biden crime family. So many things, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. One hour number two here of the regular Joe show. Of course, have at the ready our text number, which is also our phone number, 888-737-1737. 888-737-1737. For the next 90 minutes, we will be taking final bids to be my partner in Bags for Bravery, which is a beanbag tournament that will be taking place March 2nd at the Capitol Center in Appleton. Uh, no word uh, yet, although, uh, Charlie, text Matt Z. See what the high bid was. Got to find out, find out from him what it was. No word yet on what the high bid was on the morning show that precedes us on our flagship in Green Bay. Uh, and while it's not a competition, because this obviously is all about taking good care of our vets, it is a competition. So we've, we've got to Now, our high bid yesterday ending the, the show was, in fact, $999. That high bid has now been topped by Josh the Road Tech, who actually kicked us off this year at a cool $501.01. He has now said, Joe, I have an idea for the Patriot of the Week. The winner of Bags for Bravery should be... I did now. Does he mean the bid, or does he mean just the winner of the? Well, either way, we'll find out. Uh, I think he means the bid. The winning bid for bag, bags for bravery should be your patron of the week. To which he then follows up by saying, "I scratched together a few more bucks, and my final bid is one hundred one thousand forty-five dollars and forty-seven cents." So, if you want to win the bid to be my partner. In the beanbag tournament, all details available at regjoeshow.com. 
R-E-G-JoeShow.com. You've got to be able to beat Josh's bid right now, the high bid, $1,045.47. We've cracked $1,000, my first goal. Uh, we found out yesterday after the show, our high bid last year was $1,200. So ideally, although again, I understand it's a tough year. I know there's people that, that would like to bid but can't outbid Josh and some of the others. They have opted, which you are welcome to do. Uh, you can just, if you want to make a donation uh, to Desert, through the Desert Vets, you can do that through us as well. If you contact us by text or email, we will send you the information on how to do that. We've had a couple people do that, and uh, that will go towards the grand total of what we raise for Bags for Bravery. Uh, we do appreciate it. But if you can outbid Josh, you can be my partner on March the 2nd. That's, I mean, I'd love to have Josh as my partner, but I'm just saying, you know, they say it's for the children. This is for the vets. Uh, so we ask that you dig deep, you give as much as you are able to. And again, I get it's a tough year for a lot of us, so we appreciate all the bids that have been coming in, and we will be watching to see if there's any more uh, that outdo Josh. You have 90 minutes to get your final bid in uh, at 888-737-1737, 888-737-1737. Right now, the high bid, $1,045.47. He went through the clerk. He was going through the, the couch. He couldn't get the extra three to round the, the 50 cents. But that's okay. No, I'm just having a little fun with him. I want to thank State Senator Andre Jacques, who was with us last hour doing the headline roundup. Did a bang-up job. He gave the answer uh, on the, the last of the stories right as we were hitting the break. The headline was uh, the loss. Uh, was that the one? No, it was a co-worker who gave entire office COVID promoted for never missing a day. Uh, he said fake news, and the answer was... That would be another example of, as you say, fake news. So he finishes his inaugural attempt at the headline roundup, 9-1, and one, a great outing. Again, you can check him out right now. Uh, the website, if you want to learn more about him, would be jacquesforsenate.com, I believe. Uh, but you can just, if you just search Andre Jacques, J-A-C-Q-U-E. Uh, of course, on his websites, there's ways to contact him. So if you, like others, would like to encourage him to run for the 8th Congressional District seat that is being vacated by Mike Gallagher, you can find his contact information online and do just that. So a lot, like I said, going on uh, in the world, certainly in politics, with people running, not running, all those kind of things. Uh, we've got a new Senate candidate in the state of Wisconsin. I've mentioned Eric Hovde. I've got a, a, a regular that sent in a request for some information. So I will be getting to that as well. Uh, we, we continue to see the public decline of Joe Biden. Uh, as evidenced just yesterday, uh, he was out in California for a series of meetings. Now, remember, in light of the Her report, uh, Robert Her's report, he is trying to put on the veneer of an energetic, sprightly young man that is ready to serve for another four years as president, complete and total control of his cognitive functions, nothing to worry about there. He had a meeting with Alexei Navalny's widow and daughter, a secret meeting that was only talked about, you know, after the fact, uh, at which point he addressed the media and once again proved that he is in complete control of his faculties. One thing I made, it was made clear to me is that uh, Yolanda is going to, she's going to continue to fight and have on the way. We're not letting up. Thank you. 
Now, look, I, I just got to say for the for the record, I'm, again, not big on new laws. Certainly not those regulating the media. But I think there needs to be like a rule that they must mic Joe Biden when they decide to, that was in a parking lot, in an enclosed parking lot, obviously the Echo, outside of Marine One. I mean, we can put people in the on the moon. We can do all kinds of high-tech things. Nobody can figure out how to mic the installed president of the United States so we can get a clean soundbite out of him. It's kind of pathetic. But either way, he said that he was impressed by Navalny's widow, and that it's clear to him that she is going to make she's going to keep fighting. Now, of course, one can overlook that he actually began the statement by saying, the thing that I made, as though he's going to say he made something clear, but then corrects himself and says something that she made clear. But where we really have an issue with this is who is she? Because he met with the the widow of Alexei Navalny. That would be Yulia Navalny. Play it one more time. Who do you talk to? Uh, Yulia? One thing I made that was made clear to me is that uh, Yolanda is going to, she's going to continue to Yolanda. fight on the way. We're not letting up. Thank you. So Yolanda's not going to give up. No word about Yulia. Now, I'm just curious, is Yolanda that prostitute we talked about in the headline roundup that the L.A. police was hired? I mean, you would think he just walked out of the room with her. You'd think he'd get the name right. But no, he is in complete control. And in case you're wondering, with all the talk, no, the Russia, 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 it's all about Donald Trump being, you know, now the, according to Dan Goldman, the United States House of Representatives Republican Caucus is under the spell of Vladimir Putin. Uh, well, okay, they, they caught up with Vladimir Putin, the same reporter, apparently, that talked to him a, a few days ago, caught up with him in Tartarstan, Russia, and he was reporting, now, it's kind of, I mean, there's a little bit of humor to me here, and you can tell the reporter does not want to have to inform him what Joe Biden said. I think it's mostly because he's afraid that it'll get him killed because, you know, that's how Vladimir Putin rolls because he's not a good guy. But nonetheless, he doubled down on who he, if he could cast a vote. And why can't Vladimir, why couldn't Vladimir Putin cast a vote? In the state of California, they try to let illegals vote. In the state of New York, they just got toppled with their, their effort to let illegals and, and non-citizens vote in their elections. So, I mean, aren't they being kind of exclusionary? But nonetheless, if Vladimir Putin were voting, he told us once again who he'd be voting for. Right on. President Biden, the U.S. President Biden, has made a rude remark about you again. Rude. Rude, yes. I don't want to quote it, but he is the United States president. He called you a crazy son of a Listen, we talked not long ago, and you asked who would be preferred as future president of the United States. I said that we would work with any president, but I suppose that for us, for Russia, Biden is more preferable. So once again, he says, look, we want Biden. That's it. By the way, the only place you can find a chant that sounds like we want Biden is apparently out of the Kremlin's. <laughs> Take that for what it's worth. But that appears to be the case. And of course, we sit on uh, the eve of the South Carolina primary where Hickey Nailey has admitted and has accepted her fate that she is going to get pummeled. All she's trying to do at this point is to get pummeled less. She's hoping that she won't get pummeled by 30 plus points as the polls are showing you, but they hope it'll be somewhere maybe in the 20s because that's not embarrassing. The two-term governor of the state getting pummeled by a different Republican. Now, what's interesting, and they, they keep doing these man-on-the-street interviews, you have a bunch of Democrats that are voting for, just like in New Hampshire, 
and they're admitting, yeah, we're but in the general, we're we're voting for Joe Biden or whoever the Democrat is. But we keep getting told, mostly by Hickey Nailey, that she would win bigly in November if she's the nominee. And this is an interesting thing that I keep this happened with the Supreme Court race uh, in Wisconsin. I've seen it in other states where they tell you that the person that's losing the primary could win the general. Now, here's what I'd like to understand, especially in the case of Donald Trump. Maybe you, the merry band of regulars, can help enlighten me so I can understand where it is that I'm losing understanding of this situation. If Donald Trump is being voted for at such high numbers in the primary by Republican voters, and Hickey Nailey is scratching out whatever she's getting mostly with Democrat crossovers and a small contingent of Republicans. And said Democrats in, in almost uniformly are saying that they would not vote for in the general. They're just doing this now because they want to mess around with Trump a little. Explain to me how that translates that she gets more votes in the general election than he does. How is it that people that are supporting Donald Trump by big numbers in the Republican base right now, suddenly disappear in November. Gosh, it's almost like you need ranked choice voting or something to try to figure it all out. The Regular Joe Show. Hello there and welcome. Joe Giganti, regular Joe here with you on this Freedom Friday, which reminds me, I want to get it out of the way earlier this hour, the, fr- the, the freedom quote of the hour. Now, first hour, we had Frederick Douglass. I am a Republican, a black, dyed-in-the-wool Republican, and I never intend to belong to any other party than the party of freedom. This hour, I give you Alexander Hamilton, one that I think uh, people know a fair amount of his quotes. I don't know if you're familiar with this one. There is a certain enthusiasm in liberty that makes human nature rise above itself in acts of bravery and heroism. I think that's particularly fitting in these next 256 days as we're called upon to have a certain uncommon valor, a certain level of bravery and heroism in acts that used to be taken for granted. Freedom of speech, the ability to express your beliefs the, the, the very rights that we hold dear, and, and frankly, in some cases, we take for granted the ability to vote and make sure our vote counts. These are all things that we have to work to ensure that really are kind of everyday acts. They're not, they're not usually what you acquaint with dying on the hill, as they say. But in this case, I think very apropos of Hamilton's quote, there is a certain enthusiasm in liberty that makes human nature rise above itself in acts of bravery and heroism. So, great quote. Now, the good news uh, for this hour, and I I didn't get to it because of all the other pieces that we want to cover in that first segment a moment ago, is that there is a growing number, as I understand it, it's 19 at this point, United States senators that are pressing for a full impeachment trial of Alejandro Mayorkas in the Senate. Now, of course, we, we know that Mitch McConnell and his ilk want nothing to do with it because, well, that's just who they are. It's what they do. It's the games they play. But the fact that you have, that you can get 19 of them, I mean, that, that I got to be honest. I was surprised when I saw that, that number. 
Uh, and, and again, I mean, you won't be super surprised to see who some of these people are that are on the list. Others, maybe a little bit. But the bottom line is, this is not something that they're at least going to allow to kind of disappear without a real push, without an actual effort to get to the truth and to expose that truth, which is good. Because, you know, you've got Chuck Schumer, who right, by the way, is he's in Ukraine right now. So expect a renewed full court press to give lots of money to Ukraine uh, when he gets back on. It's his first trip there, apparently, since the war. Uh, But Chuck Schumer uh, has been basically trying to kill this before it gets to anywhere. But you now have Republicans saying this is not right. Senator Ted Cruz saying Democrats will do anything to avoid having to defend Mayorkas' record. So Chuck Schumer is trying to break over 200 years of Senate precedent by tabling the impeachment trial and denying the American people the chance to hear the facts about Biden's border policy. This, according to an interview with The Daily Signal. The Constitution grants the Senate, quote, the sole power to try all impeachments, end quote, and it would be a travesty for the Senate to retreat from its constitutional duty, Cruz added. He joined Senator Mike Lee, as well as a dozen or so other GOP senators uh, this week where they sent a letter to McConnell, now the minority leader, urging him to ensure that the Senate conducts a proper trial after the House sends the two articles of impeachment against Mayorkas to the Senate. Quote, impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas was the right thing to do, Cruz told the Daily Signal, hand in hand with the cartels. He has aided and abetted the criminal invasion of the United States by tens of millions of illegal aliens. If the Senate were capable of neutrally evaluating the evidence of Mayorkas's failure to enforce our border laws, he would be convicted 100 to 0. And I think that's true. If it was objective, honest, I think he is absolutely correct. And I think it's very good that you see these senators doing it. I'll give you a list of those fellow senators when we get back. Killer Joe Radio Show. Well, hello there and welcome. Joe Giganti, regular Joe with you on this Freedom Friday. Reminding if you want to get in on the bidding, it is 888-737-1737-888-737-1737. Let's just see here. What do you mean? Inaugural Patreon Week and my bids all have a reason. Ah, all right. So, so I didn't, you know what? I didn't even catch that. And and I should have. So Josh clarified, he is currently, right? He still has the high bid, right? I just want to make sure. Uh, He's at $1,045. In 47 cents, and I was joking he couldn't round it up to 50, and then he pointed out something if I had been a little sharper, and I fully admit, there, there I am, I'm, I'm imitating Biden with my cognitive decline. Uh, I missed the fact that all of his bids end with 45.47, of course, in an honor of President Trump, the 45th and soon-to-be 47th president of the United States. Very nice, Josh. I, you know... Usually I'm better at nuance. I'm I'm a little surprised I did not uh, I did not catch that. Now Tim wrote in. He said, "Look, Joe, Yulia, Yolanda, give Joe Biden a break. It's a lifelong stutter. 
that you need to stop being so microaggressive towards the installed puppet. You, you know what? Uh, there you go. So, uh, yes, Tim, I apologize. I've been known for my microaggression. I prefer macroaggression, but yes, I, I get you. Nick wrote in and I said, explain to me, you know, how, how when Donald Trump is so handily winning the, the primaries, not even close, but then we're to believe that the vast majority of those Republican voters, because in order for Nikki Haley to win bigly in a general election against Joe Biden or another Democrat, she has to be able to carry a number of the Democrats that are voting for her in the primaries, which all polling and all men in the street interviews show that she's not. That a lot of these people are voting fully, fully realizing they're messing with the primary to try to screw around with the Republicans, but they're going to vote Democrat in November. But then she'd also, of course, to have a bigger margin of, of victory than Donald Trump, she would have to be able to carry the Republican base. What makes no sense is if she's the Republican base has roundly rejected her. Now, I can only fathom that they're going to say, well, but when it comes down to the general, people will hold their nose and vote for her. Ask John McCain, if you could, how that worked, or Bob Dole, or Mitt Romney, or any other number of people, that doesn't really work the way that uh, that you would think, but possibly. But I think Nick, actually, he wrote in, and uh, out of the 747, I think he has a good answer. He said, it's just that common core math being used with voting. So, yes, common core math. Use your math mountains. Uh, draw a picture to figure out the mathematics of it all, and then it, it somehow will all mysteriously start to make sense. That's what we're told. So, Nick, you may be on to something. And, uh, and thank you for the clarification, Josh. Then we're talking about people that can nominate people uh, for Patriot of the Week. And, and, you know, before I read this, I do want to mention, uh, just an update, because I know we talked about this quite a bit on the show, this Recall Voss effort in Wisconsin. Uh, it looks all but certain they're going to be filing the, the needed signatures here. It's pretty much a foregone conclusion is my understanding. Uh, now, again, I'm not working directly on the recall, but uh, what I'm getting from sources is it's a foregone conclusion that they have the number of needed signatures to enact the recall. What's most interesting, though, is what I'm hearing from some in Madison that upon Voss being recalled, of course, the question of who the new speaker would be is a matter of a vote, that they have to choose a new speaker out of their, ostensibly out of the Republican caucus while they still have the majority, <clears throat> since, of course, they rolled over uh, on the maps. But the name that keeps popping up from sources in Madison is that there's a number considering nominating Janelle Branchin, who is, of course, state representative, who led the investigation into the 2020 elections and was summarily punished by Robin Voss uh, for doing her job and doing it well. And as a matter of fact, that punishment I just read that he now is trying to have uh, the Wisconsin, I think it's the Wisconsin Elections Commission, investigate her for potential issues with uh, coordinating with the Trump campaign or something to do with the campaign finance. That doesn't sound like somebody trying to vent their spleen and get back at her. Now, it's interesting that, that that notification became public after I heard that there are several members in the state assembly that are contemplating nominating Janelle as the speaker as basically a final twist to the knife to Robin Voss. 
because they're tired of his dictatorial leadership in the state assembly. So we will have to watch and see. But you, of course, could call, if you live in Wisconsin, you call your state reps and say, hey, I think it's a great idea. Janelle Branch will be a fantastic speaker. And she would be, by the way, a fantastic speaker. So uh, just a little bit of an update on all that. Now, Patrick Rodin said, good morning, Joe. My vote for Patriot is Timothy Rantham. He's also out of Wisconsin. Uh, he ran for governor. He was a state representative for those unfamiliar with him. He said, I believe his action, actions to document and speak to all of the illegality in the 2020 elections uh, that were neither fair nor free are, are reason to qualify him. Rantham proved to be a real statesman instead of our mostly pathetic career uniparty milquetoast or worse, traitors to our constitutional republic. I would add Michael Gableman, good good name, uh, and now this is very kind, he said, and regular Joe, but I don't know that that qualifies, but I appreciate it nonetheless, and he signs it, as always, live life boldly, Patrick. Well, I think two great names in there with Michael Gableman and Timothy Rantham, great people, along with Janelle Branch, that have done just fantastic work uh, in the state of Wisconsin, trying to expose what went on in 2020, because we keep being told we should forget about 2020 and move forward. Somehow that'll make it better if we just pretend nothing bad ever happened. Because, I mean, that works well. I mean, for example, if you, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good example. I, I know. Random example. Let's say you're married and your spouse is in the military and deploys for a period of time. And while your spouse has been deployed, you get lonely on a few different occasions and you try to fill the emptiness of that loneliness with consultants and others that you work with in your day job. Now, that's a pretty big betrayal. Now, this would be like saying to that betrayed spouse, we just look, don't talk about what happened back then. Just move forward. Just move on. Just pretend like that never happened. You don't really know the why is the why, how many times, you don't even know. Just, just move forward. How many, would, how many would say that's like a very healthy way to deal with that kind of betrayal? I mean, you know, it, it would help if the media completely ignored the story. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, all seriousness, who thinks that would be, if you're a married person, would you be willing to take that, that approach? Well, I mean, we're just not going to talk about it. We're just going to pretend it didn't happen. Uh, because, you know, what else can you do but just pretend like it didn't ever happen. It's just, a, it's silly, right? You hear that advice and you're like, well, that's, that's kind of stupid. Yeah, it is kind of stupid. Why would we, why would we pretend like somehow ignoring what has happened is, a, is somehow the solution? Only if one doesn't want to deal with it. Now, I mentioned before the break, this push by a number of senators, Republican senators to have an actual trial <clears throat> in the Senate where Mitch McConnell, once again, conspiring with Chuck, Chuck Schumer and the Democrats, to try to kill this impeachment before it ever happens. Ted Cruz leading the way with the help of Senator Mike Lee. In addition to those, uh, the senators that signed the letter to Mitch McConnell include, uh, let's see, Tommy Tuberville of uh, Alabama, Rick Scott of Florida, Eric Schmidt and Josh Hawley of Missouri, Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, not surprised there at all, J.D. Vance of Ohio, Roger Marshall of Kansas, Mike Braun of Indiana, Ted Budd of North Carolina, Cynthia Loomis of Wyoming, and Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee. I think that's very, very good. And the real question would be, why weren't all of the Republicans? Where was Tur Golden Turd Award winner Mitt Romney on this? Oh, that's right. He doesn't think 
Uh, now, why? Why is this a big deal? Well, here's a few headlines to go along with why this impeachment is important, as he, of course, oversees border security, or he's supposed to be, among other things. U.S. Customs and Border Protection on Thursday announced that its agents had seized more than $117 million worth of methamphetamine at Eagle Pass, Texas. This seizure included... How many tons do you think that is? Because I'm going to give you the hint. It's tons. The Sunday seizure included 6.5 tons of the illicit substance, marking the largest quantity the agency has ever secured at a port of entry in a single enforcement action. That wasn't it. One action netted 6.5 tons of methamphetamine. It occurred at the Camino Real, uh, yeah, Camino Real International Bridge. Saw a canine inspection of a tractor trailer uncover the drugs. Quote, this gargantuan methamphetamine seizure, the largest ever taken down by CBP officers at a port of entry, uniquely illustrates the serious narcotics threat our officers face on a daily basis and their effectiveness at utilizing our technological enforcement tools, expertise, and experience to zero in on these threats, Laredo Field Office Operations Director Donald Cusser said. But yet you have people saying, well, the border is bad, but we really shouldn't impeach him and we shouldn't do this because it might be political or it might be life and death. Or you might be running for Senate. That's what, now, talk about rewarding. You know what the Peter principle is? You, you failed to your highest level of incompetence. Uh, now, Adam Schiff, by any stretch of the imagination, is a pretty big failure from an objective rationale. Now, if you look at it from a dyed-in-the-wool, left-wing, lunatic, progressive point of view, then you might think, well, he's pretty good at what he does because he has no tether to reality. He just hates Donald Trump and will do everything and anything he can to continue to hate Donald Trump and try to make life more difficult for Donald Trump. I mean, it's seemingly just, I mean, that's, that's what he does. I don't know another way to describe it other than that. So the, the question becomes then, as you look at this, what would you do next? Well, you'd run for Senate, right? Because they have an, an open Senate seat. So that makes perfect sense. That should be his next logical step. And in fact, that's what he's doing. And in running for Senate, you know, you always have to differentiate yourself, right? You have to explain people why they should vote for you. Now, I don't know if this is deaf ears, because I know there's in New York and California, we've seen a number of angry residents that are fed up with illegal immigration and the blind eye that law enforcement via our laws and our Congress, the blind eye they turn towards it. Apparently not for Adam Schiff. He thinks this is a selling point. Vote Schiff and you too can come here illegally and benefit. I, you know, I remember speaking to a farm worker who lives in Mexico, comes across the border every day, gets up at one in the morning, works in our fields for eight hours in the 100 degree heat, then goes back to the port of entry for a few hours with his family, one of the most hardworking people I've ever met. He is deserving of a pathway to citizenship. Now, he's trying to, again, it's all the heartstring. He doesn't tell you of his immigration status if he's legally coming into the country. One would hope so if he's going through a port of entry, but it sure sounds like Biden 2.0, which is Obama 3.0, which is, hey, the doors are wide open. Come on in. Because, you know, I want you to vote for me, so come on in and, and we'll get you the we'll get you everything you need. 
No word on whether he's going to start an effort for a shift phone. You know, in light of the Obama phones, he wants his own little deal. Do you get a shift phone, a prepaid debit card, and a place to live when you get through on the shift plan? I mean, you just got to cut this shift out. It's just too much. The Regular Joe Radio Show. Welcome back, Joe Giganti, regular Joe, a happy Freedom Friday to all. 888-737-1737 is the number that you can call if you want to be a part of it. You can text your thoughts as well, uh, as well as your bids to 888-737-1737, 888-737-1737. Now, a couple things on the border as we talk about this whole Majorca situation. Uh, the good news, you got a bunch of these, uh, you got a bunch of these, Republican senators standing up saying, hey, we need to do this. We need to do this right. Well, you've got a couple things. One, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she is really unhappy with Joe Biden as he is seemingly going wobbly on his open border policy. She had some choice words saying, quote, doing Trump impressions isn't, isn't how we beat Trump. Seeking asylum is a legal right of all people. In the face of authoritarian threat, we should not buckle on our principles. We should commit to them. The mere suggestion is outrageous, and the president should refuse to sign it, referring to any bill uh, that would come forward or any executive order that he's being rumored uh, to be considering that would shut down the border. Now, it's interesting as if she's referring to the executive order. I mean, she kind of makes it sound like, you know, somebody else would be behind all the drafting and what language is in it, and he should just not sign anything they put in front of him, almost like, you know, he's kind of unaware of what's going on. Now, this out of just the news, the headline, every American should be scared to death as Chinese nationalists at border hits high, this according, all-time high, this according to a congressman. Lawmakers on the Republican side uh, and a former immigration official are all sounding a new alarm about the national security threats that we are facing on our southern border. Quote, I think every American should be scared to death. Not only is it a terrorist threat, we've had almost 400 suspected terrorists in this presidency where there were 11 in the last time, meaning during Trump. But it's the 24,000 Chinese nationals who came in the last year, 20,000 since October 1st, the highest year before that was 1,800, said Representative Mark Green, Republican Tennessee, chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee, during a discussion at the Conservative Political Action Conference Thursday, also known as CPAC, you don't leave direct quote, you don't leave China with the social credit score system unless the Chinese Communist Party knows about it. They're flying to South America and Central America, and they're coming up here. They're paying sixty thousand dollars to the cartels, which is enriching the cartels, terrible organizations. They're subhuman, and we're basically feeding them money and letting these individuals come into the United States, he, he added. Now, this might sound familiar because I said almost the exact same thing the other day, but he's absolutely correct. Do you realize 24,000 fighting-age communist Chinese men, most of them, 20,000, have entered our country in just the last few months? This is, un this is unsustainable. It's unacceptable. It's an absurdity. 
That's the, they've basically moved a small battalion into the United States of America. And what are we doing? Twirling our thumbs, debating on whether or not Alejandro Mayorkas should be removed? I think that would be grounds enough. The Regular Joe Show. Fighting for truth, justice, and the American way. Without the cape, we're the superpowers. Not even a sidekick. Heck, we don't even have fancy gadgets. This is just Joe and his trusty microphone. Made in the USA. This is the regular Joe Show. Oh, so good. Hello there and welcome Joe Giganti, your regular Joe here with you. Our number three of the regular Joe show on this Freedom Friday. And do I have big breaking good news when it comes to bags for bravery in the ability to bid to be my partner on March 2nd at the Capitol Center. Now the leading bid as we finish the last hour is from Josh the Road Tech, who is a veteran, by the way. His bid, $1,045.47. His bid just got upped, but the crazy thing is Josh didn't up it. Somebody else is on his behalf. I'll give you the details in a moment. You're going to have a fun time trying to beat this one, but I'm going to tell you the best news of all is the joy this will bring so many veterans in the form of the work the Desert Vets are able to do because of the generosity of you, the merry band of regulars. And I, I'm humbled by it. I appreciate it. We've got other good news to share. Plus, we got we talk about unity. Well, we got to show you the great unity. Everyone says the Democrats are in complete unity. Well, not necessarily. But don't worry. We've got the weirdos on our side, too, which is why you pull the weeds so you can make sure you have a really pretty, well-manicured grass. That's all I'm saying. We'll get to all of that in mere moments. But first, it is seven minutes after the hour, which means right now, as we speaketh, in Taiwan, it is 12.07 a.m. In the Fubar on top of the Quagmire, that's Afghanistan, 8.37 p.m. In London, 4.07 p.m. And in Rehoboth Beach, known as, well, the Biden stronghold in the the home of the Bagman, 11.07 a.m. That is your new and improved Biden crime family time check, DM. The regular Joe show brought to you as it always is at the top of each and every broadcast hour to ensure one can't possibly claim ignorance to the reality of the crooked as a rat's hind leg that the Biden crime family is, the depravity, the illegality, the immorality, the general ickiness that is the Biden crime family. So many headlines today that I want to make sure that we touch on a few of them. Uh, some some interesting twists and turns in the world of Fannie Willis. We will get to that this hour. Of course, there was Jim Biden. That's the little brother. Little Jimmy. He was testifying in front of the House Oversight Committee. Missouri Congressman Eric Burlinson says that Jimmy explained that his loan repayments to Joe Biden stood out to him from his testimony to the House Oversight Committee because the explanation, according to the congressman, was, quote, reaching at best. Quote, for him to say that he had too many student loan bills that racked up or that he had something with a home that they had in Florida where it was hit by a hurricane. Those were very suspect issues, said Congressman Burlinson. Additional interviews uh, on the topic have been have been held that don't corroborate 
the excuse making. But the bottom line, while they can't release it yet, although I suspect we will get to see little Jimmy's testimony, is that he could not explain how he suddenly owed his brother hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars that he was only able to repay when he got a bunch of jobs that he wasn't qualified for that paid him enormous sums of money, including an insurance company that was going belly up. And instead of trying to smartly invest, hired Jim to save the day, they ended up going belly up, but only after they paid him a substantial amount of money. I also want to get into this hour, this Smirnoff thing. I want you to understand what's going on. So two things have happened in the past 10 days, seven days. Catherine Heritage, she once was a reporter at Fox. She's over at CBS. She was one of their intelligence and defense reporters. She just got summarily canned. Now, there's a bunch of layoffs going on in the liberal media, and, and well, in companies all over the country. Of course, the mainstream media doesn't want to talk about it. CBS laid off 800 people, but with Catherine Heritage, they did something a little different, something that's a little abnormal. They didn't just say, well, pack your stuff, and you know we're going to escort you out of the, bu- the building because this is done. Your time here is done. It's a little bit different. It's a little odd because CBS allegedly has seized all of her files, her records, her confidential sourcing information. This is not the norm. The norm, according to at least one former executive at CBS that was interviewed, is that, you know, generally journalists are, quote, journalists are generally allowed to leave with their files under the standard contract, including the one at CBS, journalists agree that they will make files available to the network if needed in future litigation. That presupposes that they will retain control of their files. Such files are crucial for reporters who use past contacts in work in pursuing news stories with other outlets or who cap their careers with personal memoirs. Now, not only does Heritage, uh, Heritage's files contain information she accumulated while working at CBS, They would also include her 23-year tenure at Fox, which was prior to them becoming the BlackRock News Network. But why is this interesting in light of Smirnoff? Well, now they're trying to say with Smirnoff being indicted and arrested twice now on the same thing. He was, you didn't hear, they arrested him again in California. So they arrested him on an indictment that he lied on his 1023 And now he's in California, and they did it again for the same reasons. That's not intimidating at all. I don't know what you're talking about. But what was Smirnoff's 1023 in relationship to? To the Biden crime family. Specifically, a lot of it to do with Hunter and what he did. Well, what story was Catherine Heritage working on over at CBS? The laptop. Remember, there's those 51 defense and intelligence agents Uh, experts that signed a letter saying it was Russian disinformation, which was proven to be false because they've, the the FBI has actually certified that that was his laptop now. Although now in light of Smirnoff being indicted, they're trying to now turn around and say those 51 experts were actually right the first time around. Right, wrong. I mean, they can change the narrative because who pays attention? Who's keeping track? Well, there are some journalists that have some integrity. Perhaps Heritage was one of them. She gets canned, and they take all of her records, all of her confidential source information, including her time at Fox, in the same week that allegedly Alexander Smirnoff, who was the 
confidential human source. Uh, by the way, not just on this, on a number of other issues. As n several experts familiar with the FBI and how they work with informants, you don't last as long as he did on their payroll if you're not doing a good job, if you're not providing information that they substantiate to be worthwhile. Now, who knows? Maybe he did lie on this. Now, what's odd about it is even to his use of that they referred to Joe Biden as the big guy, what's interesting about it is that use in the 1023 predates any other public use, that that was the code name or nickname for Joe Biden. So I guess he's really good at guessing. And ultimately, what they're saying he's guilty of is talking with Russian intelligence officials. Well, what do they pay informants to do if not to consort with and get information from intelligence officials in other countries? That's kind of the job, right? So he did his job, and he's guilty of doing his job. It's kind of, who knows? I don't know. It could be. Maybe he's a bad egg. We'll see. But if I were to have to predict this moment today, what the deal with Alexander Smirnoff is, that this is just an effort to cover up the Biden crime family again, that he is simply going to be the victim, the collateral damage of whatever it takes to protect the Bidens, because they have to, because there's too many other people whose tentacles are touched to it that will go down with it. That it, particularly when it comes to Ukraine, which is what the 1023 about, ultimately will lead back to the demigod himself, Barack Hussein Obama, who's pulling the strings anyway. Which is kind of interesting. Catherine Heritage, she gets all, I mean, firing somebody, so what? And they probably had to fire people anyway because most of the mainstream media is losing money hand over fist because nobody pays attention to them anymore. So that's not extraordinary, but what is is how they're handling. There's, according to reports, none of the rest of the 800, not all were reporters, but none of the other reporters, nobody that is a contemporary of what she did for CBS is being treated in the same way. And it is, by the way, I'm just going to tell you, highly unusual when you fire somebody to seize their private data. And ultimately, while they may create a work product for a network, your confidential contacts are yours. I had this issue years ago when I worked at Judicial Watch when Larry Clayman, who, God bless his soul, did some good work, but he's not exactly fully balanced up top. At least he wasn't then. I don't know what he's doing now. He no longer runs Judicial Watch. That as a result of these things. But at the time, I was friends uh, with two people, Kit Carson, who's now since died, who's the top producer for, for Rush Limbaugh, and, of course, Bo Snerdly, who's still alive and still very much my friend. And he, he heard that I knew them. And he literally came into my office one day and demanded that I give him their contact information because, he, well, he asked me as his vice president of communications. And he asked me to call them and say... Put me on the. He, he wanted me to literally say, "You have to put Larry Clayman on the air," which was never going to happen. That conversation was not because it, Judicial Watch did great work, but first of all, I don't use my friends to try to you know put other people above and so forth. And and what he wanted to go on was just not. It wasn't newsworthy enough. But he wanted. He was desperate to get something on. I'm probably should save this for the book, right? But either way, he demanded that I give. Then he said, well, if you like the call, I'll make the call. Give me their contact information. Now, this is the days 
I actually had a physical Rolodex. You know, this is back in the 90s. I didn't have everything. I mean, I had a Palm Pilot at the time, but most of my stuff was still in my Rolodex. And he demanded that I give him the cards out of my Rolodex. And I told him to get stuck. I said, they're not yours. It's, those are my private contacts that I had long before I came to work here. You have no right to those whatsoever. Now, he's a lawyer, and he knew that. And when I called him on it, he backed down, and he didn't, he didn't ask. But, I mean, the fact that they're holding this stuff and they're trying to control this stuff, is, I mean, it's, you might think it's telling. I don't know. Maybe there's a reason there that this is happening. Now, on the good news side, and it is good news, chaos is dangerous. Desperate people, you know, they always say, careful when you back somebody up against a wall because fight or flight, they might just fight and, and it might not go as well. But we, everyone keeps saying, well, I wish we could be as tight as the left are. Well, here's the thing. In light of the Robert Hur report and, frankly, the general acknowledgement that Joe Biden can barely walk stairs, much less run a country, there have been reports, including in the New York Times, that are questioning if he's the right guy. Now, in a free and fair press, left wing or otherwise, th- these are the conversations that you have. That's why I use these freedom quotes. If you, if you pay attention to the past several weeks, uh, and this is not by design, just what pops up when I do the research. So many quotes about liberty and freedom are tied directly into people's freedom of speech. But apparently the left wants nothing to do with that. You see, the New York Times is quickly, despite being the old gray lady that they usually think is a dependable part of their PR apparatus, they have fallen into disfavor. Listen to Corrine Jean Van Dam just the other day, the White House press briefing, talking about how dare they question Joe Biden. Your question more specifically about um, about the New York Times coverage is that uh, that display what we believe a journalistic objectivity about coverage of the president's age speaks to why we agree with former New York Times public editor Margaret Sullivan. And she says... Maybe the Times and other major media outlets ought to look in the mirror. Self-scrutiny and and course correction are not among their core strengths. And I'll leave it there. She's going to leave it there. But then Claire McCaskill didn't. When we get back, I'll have the update on the bids and I'll have what she had to say. Now, remember, one of the lines the left loves to use right now is how, well, in in Hickey Naley, that we can't have Soviet-style elections, that Trump is the Soviet-style leader. Well, when you hear Claire McCaskill, maybe you'll have a different opinion. The Regular Joe Show. Welcome back. Joe Gigani, your regular Joe here. Did I just say my own Gigani? <laughs> it's all right. It's just it, I said it with the old DC accent to it. Your regular Joe here with you on this Freedom Friday, working our way to the third and final Freedom quote for the day. We have just five minutes left to get your bid in for bags for bravery. Now the high bid was from Josh, the Road Tech, at one thousand forty-five dollars and forty-seven cents, ending every one of them in forty-five forty-seven in in you know homage. To Donald Trump and the fact that he's the 45th and will be the 47th president. Well, we got a call from Debbie at the top of the hour. And I don't know if De- I don't, she didn't clarify. I don't know if she just thinks Josh is awesome. Maybe she knows Josh, but she decided she wanted to ensure that he would win Bags for Bravery. She has pledged that whatever his final bid, and he's saying it's 1,045 47 that she will add $2,545.47 
to that bid, meaning the new high bid right now in the four minutes that are left stands at $3,590.94, which will set an all-time record for Bags for Bravery, which is awesome very much that she would do this, and we really appreciate it. Certainly, you're welcome to beat the bid if you'd like, but I have a suspicion that she may have just sealed the deal for Josh the Road Tech. But that makes our new top bid, taking Josh's and including Debbie's contribution to his bid, to a grand total of $3,590.94. You have three minutes to get your bid in if you can do better and you want to win. Uh, now, again, if you can't make, if you can't compete in the bids, we understand. If you just want to be a part of Bags of Bravery, there's still a chance to sign up. Or if you just want to make a donation uh, as part of what we're doing here at the regular Joe's show, you can text or email us. Uh, just say what you want to donate. We will respond, giving you the address and information of where you can send the check to do that. We've had a couple of our merry band of regulars uh, that have done that. We will add their numbers to the final total in the end, uh, and that number can 888-737-1737 or emails to joe at regjoeshow.com. Now, all this talk that we've heard about Soviet-style this and that, and the Republicans are all colluding with the Russians, and they're under the control of Vladimir Putin. Well, you heard Corrine Jean Van Dam chastising the New York Times for having the audacity to actually do a little bit of journalism. Well, former U.S. Senator Claire McCaskill from Missouri, she was even more angry about it. She made a declaration on the morning Schmaltz show yesterday. Now, tell me, this doesn't sound like a czar or a dictator from Russia. I move that every newspaper in America quits doing any fact checks on Joe Biden until they fact check Donald Trump every morning on the front page. It is ridiculous yeah. that the New York Times fact checked Joe Biden on something. I mean, he vomits lies. Trump vomits lies. And he, every day, over and over and over again. And it's just ridiculous that the New York Times is doing a fact check on, on Biden while they let Trump, why they're numb to the torrent of lies coming out of Trump's mouth. The torrent of lies. First of all, is she really contending the New York Times hasn't slandered Donald Trump on a regular basis? I mean, really? Is this what her big contention is? That she thinks they haven't taken Donald Trump to task? But how about this? I mean, how dare they question the leader? That reminds me of the reporter that was talking to Putin. He's like, oh, I don't really want to quote this. Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Here you have Claire McCaskill. No one's allowed to question the leader until you have thoroughly destroyed our enemy, our political opponent. She's practically calling for a Navalny there. Uh, but they ignore it. The regular Joe radio show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Giganti, your regular Joe here with you. So we don't have a grand, grand total yet, but we do have a winner. The reason we don't have the full grand total yet uh, is that we have some people that are texting that want to make contributions. You know, they can't they can't fully donate or they can, rather they can't compete in the bidding, but they nonetheless want to add money to the overall total that we're raising today. Uh, but we do have... Our winner is indeed 
Josh the Road Tech, who got, who not only kicked us off, but had, I mean, whoever, I hope you know Debbie is all I'm going to say, Josh, because if not, you both deserve quite the round of applause. Josh saying his response to finding out he's winning is, well, hot damn, I never expected to win. This is completely unexpected. Better inform the wife. I have plans on March 2nd. LOI. Yes, you do. We'll get in touch with you, obviously, to get all that squared away. But March 2nd, you'll be my partner. I hope you're a ringer, by the way, on beanbags. I'm going to start practicing. I just, uh, I'm okay. But it usually takes me, like, you know, to the third round before my arm warms up. Uh, but nonetheless, the grand total Combined with uh, Debbie's contribution, $3,590.94 that is going to, as part of this, going to the Desert Vets. Then when we add in the additional donations that we know of, because people are still texting and emailing in, uh, brings our grand total to, uh, well, I'm just going to add six cents because I just want to round it up. Uh, You know what, I'll add... uh, I'll add 54 cents. That's what I'll add. Just to keep things, uh, no, yeah, 54 cents. Uh, so that we have a grand total of $3,766.45 all in right now, including Josh, Debbie, all the other donors that have just made independent donations. Uh, again, we may get some more, so we'll have maybe a different grand total on Monday. But really, thank you to one and all willing to make the individual donations, those that competed in the the bidding award. And there's quite a few of you guys. We appreciate it. Um, <laughs> you know, just careful what you wish for, right? You got to be, you got to win. But really, a phenomenal total that sets a new record uh, here on the regular Joe show, for sure. Uh, I imagine probably for the event bags. I mean, I'll check with the organizers, uh, Jason and at the Desert Vets, but I'm pretty sure for a single Single show in terms of these kind of things, it will set a new record, uh, which makes me ecstatic. Well, I mean, yes, we crushed the competition. I mean, because after all, it's not a competition, but we did crush the competition. <laughs> but that being said, uh, really, it's it, in all seriousness, because it goes to the, the vets, and that's what really matters to me, doing everything we can to help our veterans who have given so much to us uh, and unfortunately at times have not been treated the way they should. Now, earlier in the show... And I got to get to the phones here, so hang in there if you're on the phones, and then get some more sound we want to get to. You had uh, you had the 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 new dictator, Claire McCaskill, moments ago, saying, "Yes, you may not question the leader, and if you question the leader, you shall be crushed." But I also asked about this whole theory that Hickey Nally, who's not winning in anywhere in the primaries, as a matter of fact, she's getting crushed by Donald Trump. And but they say she'd win bigly if she were the the general nominee in November, which really doesn't make sense because the vast majority of what support she's seen thus far has been anywhere from 20 to 45 percent, if not higher Democrat turnout. A vast majority of those Democrats, when interviewed in exit polling, said that they would vote for the Democrat, whether it's Biden or another Democrat in the general election. And the vast, vast majority of Republican voters are choosing Donald Trump. So the question I ask is, well, how suddenly does she get such a big lead? Because that would say that a bunch of these people that are choosing Trump in the primaries really want Nikki Haley in the general, which makes no sense, because then why wouldn't they be voting for Nikki Haley now? I mean, why would you vote for Trump if you really wanted to vote for Hickey Haley? Well, one of our left wingers, 
One of our trolls said they wanted to give me their honest answer. They said, in all seriousness, Joe, I'll prove I'm legit, meaning this answer. I'll even use 45's real name. Trump backers will vote for him. Dems don't want Biden, but will vote for him as the lesser of two evils. True Republicans, now remember, this is a left-winger writing this, Christians and independents will vote, just as they did the last time, for Biden. Again, the lesser of two evils. But, he says, those true Republicans, Christians, and many independents, and even a goodly portion of Dems, would vote for Nikki if it was her versus Biden. I'm going to read this through before I come back to comment. Most true Republicans and Christians I've talked to, which is probably, what, one person, would rather have Nikki. Independents such as my wife, parentheses, a Reaganite Navy vet, end parentheses, thank you for your service, left-wing Rob's wife, uh, would vote for Nikki, even if I would give it some deep, even I would give it some deep thought. The point is, most of us don't like either, but most of us out here see the danger of Trump. <clears throat> and especially after J6, I have friends who voted for Trump for the second time, but after that day, rightly disavowed him. So that's the whole explanation. Now I'm going to go back to a key line. Those true Republicans, Christians, many independents, and even goodly portion of Dems would vote for Nikki if it were her versus Biden. Ah, but you might have missed the part where I said all the exit polling actually says the opposite of that. It says that the Democrats, and, and I've watched Man in the Street interviews, as well as independent polling that says that given the choice, <clears throat> they're going to stick with a Democrat, Biden or other, even if they replace Biden with somebody else. So I don't think that, that rationale really carries through. And it ignores the fact that while the two or three people that you speak to from your basement on a regular basis have said they have disavowed Trump, look at the numbers. Don't just look at the percentages. Look at some of these numbers. Look at the polling. Again, all with a grain of salt on the polling. I mean, votes count better than polls. But we're talking about full compliments being used in these polling of likely voters that are still choosing Trump by large numbers over Haley. So I don't, I mean, I appreciate the attempt, right? I, I'm not going to, I can't really make fun of it other than the fact that you're ignoring some of the key facts that make the whole thing kind of not work, which I get as a left winger that kind of is natural. You ignore facts and kind of create your own alternative reality with it all. But, but the fact is that doesn't end up. And that's my whole point. Now, if it were a situation where there's some kind of suppressed vote you know, where they only have 10% turnout, and of that 10%, the vast majority is going for for Trump, you know, and then a small percentage for Haley, and that the that you could substantiate that a smaller percentage is turning out in those primaries solely because they really want Haley, which of course would not be logical because they could vote for Haley in the primary. But if you could give something like that, that might make sense. But actually, none of it making sense. Which is my point. All right, I gotta get to the phones. 888-737-1737-888-737-1737. Got Dennis on the line. Hello, Dennis. Happy Freedom Friday, sir. How are you? Yeah, good morning. Every day's a holiday, just having a great, fantastic time. Well, I'm glad to hear it, sir. What's on your mind? Hey, with with all these politicians, anything from a, a county to a city to a, a governor, senator, congressman. They're, they're an accomplice, they're aiding and abetting, and they're complicit in 
the support of terrorism. They're transporting explosive materials, two-legged assault weapons, drugs, rapists, murderers, and it's intended to be used uh, for uh, causing harm and distrust. Uh, I get you. Go ahead. Uh, and hostile actions. Now, how can they do this? What is our, we the people, instead of waiting four years to have a vote, how many people are going to die because of this? And if we wait four years to throw them out of office, we're not going to bring back any of these dead people or anything. And why are these people, these politicians, going to get paid once they're thrown out of office? Well, and they should not be involved in any government forever, as long as they live. Well, I guess my question to you, I mean, first of all, I, I, would, I don't disagree that we have a number of elected employees that are, that are wayward, as you're describing. I don't believe it's 100% of it uh, because I know, I mean, I know some of these people that are working diligently every day to try to turn back the tide. They take their oath of office serious. They understand they're accountable to their constituents and they operate in that way. So it's not 100%. I guess my question to you is what would you propose? We don't have to wait four years. We have 256 days until the major, which is one of the most major elections we'll have because there's so many people on the ballot, senators, congressmen, the presidency, among other things. But I guess, you know, here's the thing. Chaos is not the answer in my book. Uh, I don't believe that we're in a position or at a time where we should be doing anything rash. I think that we have a gift in our Constitution and in the rule of law, which, again, I know it's been tattered, but we established day in and day out still exists. We see it in a lot of these good news stories of what's being done. Uh, that those that keep their eye on the prize and stay focused are able to make the headway. So my answer is we have to keep on. We have to continue. We have to follow the path of the Constitution until such time as if the Constitution ever is truly ended. Now, it hasn't been. It may appear in many cases, but the reality is it hasn't been. I guess my question to you is, what, you know, what alternative do you see than to do the right thing and continue down the path of restoring our, our rule of law, our Constitution, and preserving liberty and freedom? Why can't we jail them, fine them, uh, make their life miserable like they're trying to make Trumps? Um, and with what they're doing, Joel, you know, is, is that any worse than any January 6th person? Well, you mean what are some of the what are some of the people on the left doing, or what? When you say what, who do you mean when you say what they're doing? The, the Democrats they're allowing that are allowing all this stuff to come across our border. They're not saying anything. They're not trying to stop anything. They're not telling Joe to cease and desist. I mean, I, look, I understand the frustration. I do, Dennis, and my answer would be. And, and again, I speak to this often, not just on the air, but to be honest, off air. When I and, and, and the team will let you know, I I have a lot of conversations off air. Matter of fact, I have more conversations off air with elected officials than I do on air, because generally speaking, I, I I'm very I try to be very selective who I give a platform on the air to when it comes to elected officials. Uh, just it's not really the format of the show. I mean, elections I talk to more of them than normal, but but the point being. This is one of the things I constantly bring to them is the growing, deepening frustration 
of an American people that feel abandoned by their elected employees, that feel like there's no recourse left, and they, they offer things. Why can't we just jail them? And my answer to that, and I know some don't like this, but it is my honest answer, is we're better than that, and we have to be better than that. And here's why. It may be some catharsis. Oh, finally, we get to seize somebody and throw them in jail, and we get them off the floor, off the, the floor of the house, or we get them off the streets, whatever it might be. But in doing it, we're abridging the very rule of law that we say we stand for. And if we stand for the rule of law, we have to stand for it always. We can't start making exceptions based on the fact that we don't like that person or we know that person is a bad person. And they very well may be a bad person. I'm not disputing that. But the minute we set ourselves on that slippery slope that we have the ability to be judge and jury without following due process, even when they are not. I agree what's being done to the J6 prisoners is criminal. But the answer is not to act like criminals as well. Because then we become that which we say that we stand opposed to. And when we do that, when we trade the truth, the, the, the objective reality, the true, the good, the beautiful, when we do all that in the name of trying to achieve some greater good, we're not achieving any greater good. We're selling our, selling our own souls and the soul of our nation ostensibly because we can make it better. And it's not that we're the first in history that have faced that temptation. They had that temptation in Cuba when Castro was a freedom fighter. Look how that worked out for them. The regular Joe radio show. We could do probably another two hours with just the, the stuff sitting here on the desk. Didn't get to Letitia James. We'll have to do the, we have a super cut from Letitia James that is worth listening to. We'll have to put it on Monday's show. Michael Steele, uh, the one-time chairman of the RNC, now a Lincoln Project Republican, who endorsed Joe Biden, mocking Donald Trump for the tennis shoes that he sold out of, saying he wishes he could have thought of that when he was chairman. We wish you could have thought of anything useful in your short-lived term as chairman. Uh, but do want to thank, again, all that took part in the bid uh, for bra- Bags for Bravery. Josh let us know he doesn't know who Debbie is, but he thanks her for it. I mean, wow, what an amazing lady uh, coming in the clutch there. Our grand total, $3,766.45 raised for Bags for Bravery and the Desert Veterans. Have to give you our final quote of the day. History does not long entrust the care of freedom to the weak or the timid. And I think that's a great cap to what I was just saying to Dennis. And I get, again, I understand the frustration. And it's that was Dwight D. Eisenhower, by the way, and he's correct. The weak and the timid is why we are where we are. And I think that the great gift that we have in our liberty and freedom is to not be weak or timid. And matter of fact, I mean, I kind of feel like somebody should have come up with a saying uh, that would help you to be the opposite of that. You know, like live life Boldly, which is exactly it. By the way, Chuck responded to our left-wing liberal texting in saying, uh, Donald J. Trump is the only answer, only, period, full stop. <laughs> Chuck, how do, you, how do you really feel about that? I, I feel like we're, I don't know that I fully had all of it. Now, Fannie Willis, a quick update before, I really want to do the Chris Nunes stuff, but we don't have time for that either, Dick. Uh, so, you know, she's been, she has her paramour, her gigolo. She paid him almost $700,000 
They're weigh, they're weighing whether or not to remove her from the case because of, she didn't disclose it, all the money that was going back and forth. Well, now it has come out, in addition to the, the court case, there's other ethics violations that she's being investigated by the ethics body, including the fact that she received donations in excess of $4,000 from Nathan Wade, the very same paramour, the very same gigolo. I mean, they, my goodness, they have like a special Venmo account just to get back and forth between these two. More money changing hands than in most backdoor deals of the mob. We will watch and wait, and we will continue to fight for the true, the good, and the beautiful. We will not entrust history to the weak or to the timid. But instead, we walk forward knowing the way to the right answer, to the solution, is to live life boldly. See you on Monday, everybody. Regular Joe Show.